All right, so I've got a little extra time with uh, Paul Jones of Moldorama Inc. So this is what's pretty crazy, is these things only have one mold inside of the machine at one time. However, there are a bunch of molds, and from what I understand, two amazing things I uncovered here. Number one, you are a major owner of a lot of the original molds, correct? Yeah, we own probably at least 130 pairs of Holy original cow. molds. Holy yeah. cow. So and how many of those so the original the original original ones cannot be in operation anymore, correct? Cuz they 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 don't meet certain OSHA standards from what I understand. No, I wouldn't have to say that. We currently are Oh yeah, we just introduced a, a mold that's probably never been run in the Chicagoland area but is um you know, original to the machine. So okay. it's a, it's a QP doll that um, I was able to find a copy of, and uh, I'm running it at Brookfield Zoo right now for the for the holiday. Oh, that's so really cool! People okay. who are collecting the the Christmas stuff, they can go get a cupid doll. It's a it's an original 1960s Moldorama mold. Oh my God, that's um, amazing! Now, now, do you have to? So, a lot of the ones at the Brookfield Zoo, did they when you, when your dad bought them? Did the molds have to be either recreated or uh, reconstituted in some way in order to say because they all say Brookfield Zoo at the bottom or Museum of Science and Industry or Field Museum? Did those have to be redone right. in any way? We're getting close. <laughs> we have one machine in particular that is at Brookfield Zoo. That's the dolphin machine. Now, we know for a fact it was made for, uh, in 1966, Brookfield Zoo opened up the furthest inland dolphin tank. And they have, you know, bottlenose dolphins there that um, have been there since 1966. They've had dolphin shows. And they had this dolphin created for them. And we've, we know we've sold millions of copies of this dolphin to the point that the aluminum mold from going back and forth and closing so often, the bottom of the letters started to wear. So where it says Brookfield Zoo, the bottom of the B, the bottom of the, the D, it was starting to disappear. Wow. So we actually added a base to it. Okay. And we're, we're going to probably have to have that mold remade. But it's by far the most popular mold, um, except for a short period of time when Willis Tower had their Moldoramas, um, the Dolphins always been the leader of our sales anywhere in the country. I guess what I was so, saying, so so you, so you, maybe I'm misunderstanding. So the original 1962 molds, they were specifically for the Brookfield Zoo at that point. So you didn't have to like redo any of these things when they went into the Brookfield Zoo. No. Okay. And, and they didn't actually go into Brookfield Zoo until 1966. And okay, there's, okay. Those, molds, those molds are still running. Is what I'm saying. The, wow. the, okay, that's crazy. The molds that, like, the, like, say the gorilla is still running. And see, the thing about the machines is they are designed to be able to change a set of molds in a matter of an hour, hour and a half. So I could take a machine that's making a gorilla and take it and change the mold, and it could be making, say, an elephant or, you know, a, a bear. In, in within an hour to change it. And the same machine, it actually takes longer to change the color of the plastic than it does to change the actual figure you're going to make. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So are there any that you haven't run that you're holding on to or do um, that you have plans to run? Or what, what do you do? Like, I guess what do you do with all these extra molds? 
Well, we currently keep them. I mean, it's it's funny. Um, I think it was in the 90s, early 90s, we went into uh, the Field Museum here in Chicago. Uh, we've been all over Chicago, but they didn't have them in the Field Museum. And they called us and they said, we want Moldorama machines. And we said, what do you want to run? And yeah. they said, we want to run dinosaurs. And I, we said, well, we have all these dinosaurs from the 1964 New York Fair. Which right. ones do you want to run? Yeah. So we can take the, the actual engravings can be changed. So you can take an engraving off a mold. Um, but, you know, we may have multiple copies of it, so we don't have to do that. You know, um, we have, uh, you know, I probably have a dozen copies of our elephant mold, and we're currently only running it in two accounts. Well, you, so you, I mean, but like you have the U.S. Capitol building, right, as a mold. Like that's an, that sounds like an amazing right. mold. Does that ever get run? It's, you know, is it, is there any plans to it or is it just kind of, is it unused? The only time I run a mold such as that, obviously I'm not in D.C. Right. But when we're, when we rebuild equipment, which we do constantly, because um, that's how we keep our machines running. We rotate them around. And uh, when they get, you know, to an, uh, when they've been out in the field long enough to where they're breaking down more often, we'll exchange them for one that's been rebuilt and then take that back to our shop and rebuild it and, um, you know, try to upgrade as much as we can while keeping that same look. And um, when testing that machine in the shop, I sometimes will go into the surplus of mold oh, and see. grab a mold and run it. And But it's not really available to the public unless we put it out on, say, eBay or something oh, like that. Right, right. Well, it, it, and so, so, like, you guys did one for the 50th anniversary. You did a, a brown bison. So did you guys have to redo the engraving on that as well? I mean, I assume you had a bison probably sitting around. Well, actually, that, that mold was specifically made for Brookfield Zoo. Um, we did a, um, a, a poll on our Facebook page where we took suggestions for about a month of what people wanted to see at Brookfield Zoo to celebrate our anniversary there because Moldorama has been at Brookfield Zoo, I think it's 54 years now. Um, and well, since 1966, so it's 53 years. They, somebody suggested the bison because that's the logo for the zoo. Other things like, uh, the gate, the, the wet south gates of the zoo, uh, different, you know, different things from different people. And we put that into a poll on our Facebook page and then let people vote on it. And the bison, just was like four to one people wanted to see a bison. So we hired, we have artists and we hired one of our artists to um, make the model. And then we have a company who actually makes the mold for us. And it's made the same way all the original molds were made. It's, it's a cast aluminum mold made off of that model. And then um, it's fitted to uh, mounts that'll let it fit on the machine. And uh, so that mold, start to finish, um, was particularly made. We make new molds all the time. Um, the the holiday molds that we make are real popular this time of year. The Santa, the Christmas tree, or holiday tree, those were made within the last ten years, five or six years. When we when we go into accounts, that's part of our, uh, I guess, attraction is to make what they have so that uh, the visitors get that souvenir. And when they look at it, they say, yeah, that's from when I went to Brookfield Zoo, or that's from when I went to 
the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan, or that's when I went to the top of Willis Tower. So um, that's the best way. The Henry Ford Museum is very progressive in making molds. Almost all of their molds are iconic to what they have. Uh, 1952 Wienermobile, a, uh, the Rosa Parks bus, uh, the limousine that uh, John F. Kennedy was riding in when, when he was shot is actually in the museum and you can get a model of our souvenir of the version it's in now because it it had been uh, redone under Lyndon Johnson and they put the roof back on. So um, that's the version we made. And uh, there's uh, a statue of Henry Ford, um, a 1964 Mustang. So uh, yeah, it's an attraction or one of our accounts, they want something made, we have the ability to make new molds. I think that was the most shocking thing. Like To me, that was the fact of the podcast because what I learned is roughly um, there's about 196, maybe 200 unique designs, I think. if um, Some of those numbers may be a little bit off, but then those were made between 62 and 67. And I was thinking, well, how do they make them? How do they adjust them? And I didn't know that there's a woman, uh, and I don't know if this is who you use, but Lois Mihawk, who's in Galena, Illinois, another proud Illinoisian, uh, and she's been ro- making roughly two a year for the past 25 years, and these are, you know, I think she made the Wienermobile, like she, she's made a lot of very specific yep. detailed models, and so she's like the person doing this. Here's a fact, she's never seen a Moldorama machine. How crazy is that? I, I just found that out, and um, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still friends with Lois. We've done a lot of work together. Uh, she's, uh, she's a great lady and she has since retired and does not do, um, do our models anymore. Um, but, uh, there's a, we have a number of uh, qualified artists who, who still do. And, but Lois is, when I found out that she had never seen a machine before, that was, that was a shock to me. I, I had, you know, but Lois also, she worked for, um, Ertl. And Ertl does die cast figures, uh-huh. and she she understands that a two piece mold, when you're doing castings, a two piece mold is very restrictive. You have to be able to uh, draw the mold away without ruining the part that you just cast. Right. So um, she understood that when she created a model for me, it was very rare that that there was anything that had to go back and be redone. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, there are two parts about making a mold that are very, um, very difficult for us. One is having a model made correctly mm. because it's a lost art. Um, there are not many artists that understand the two piece mold anymore. And, uh, I mean, there's a plenty of qualified artists and very gifted people, but they don't understand the, the draw of the mold. And then the other part is pattern makers. They're the people who actually make the pattern that the mold is cast into. Right. And there's very few of those left. No, nobody wants to, to do it that way anymore because they can sit at a computer for hours and then have a machine that does 10 axis and it just mills it out. But in my opinion, it's our opinion, and we've had this, it hasn't changed ever. You get a better product for our machines it's very difficult to say put the hair on a mold of a of a gorilla right. <laughs> with a machine rather than do it from an artist. Right, right. Yeah, no. yeah that makes sense. 
Well, and it's it's crazy because you know, and you mentioned that that there's an art, there's an art to it, and it's a, true because you have two halves coming together. And I remember I was reading this thing that Lois was, was talking about how when she would design it, you have to hide the seam. It's two pieces coming together, and in you know, undoubtedly, there's going to be some 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 sort of seam, some sort of imperfection where the two molds meet, and hiding that, making that look like it's a part of the of the model itself, the souvenir itself. That's tricky, and and she was kind of an expert at that. Um, I mean, it's crazy that I love that you guys are making new molds. And one last thing, you know, the internet has made these things ridiculously popular. So not only are people traveling the country, not only are people like me rediscovering these things, but also celebrities have gotten in on the act. And so here's there's two really famous people who have Moldorama machines, and it's J.J. Abrams and his Bad Robot production office. And he had a Bad Robot logo created. So that it, you know the Moldorama makes his bad logo, bad robot logo, and Jack White has two right. of them: one that makes a guitar, one of the guitar he played in the White Stripes, and then the the record store van at his place in Detroit. Uh, these are, I mean, it's people are really getting into this, and those things had to be made from scratch, which I didn't realize. Uh, but it's it's not a dead art. People are rediscovering these things. They're retro cool and. You know, the, the lots of people are wanting to get their hands on these things and make new ones, and there's there's no end in sight. I don't think for these things. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. I mean, the possibilities are are incredible. Yeah, you can. There, there are very few limitations to what you can make. Yeah, it's very fun, Paul. Thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Thank you. No problem, Dad.